0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton, and free agency is off and running. The biggest news of the Warriors isn't who they signed, it's who they lost. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Free agency, man. It's crazy. But it is so much fun, too. There has been a ridiculous amount of movement and signings going on in the league uh, in the last couple hours. Full disclosure, I am recording this about 730 on Sunday night. So if anything breaks, any news happens regarding the Warriors or if I feel it's worth mentioning, uh, I will definitely let you know. Nothing has happened as far as the Warriors re-signing anyone or signing a free agent. Still nothing from Clay or Kavon Looney. They are meeting with Kavon Looney, or did meet with Kavon Looney and trying to hammer that out. But nothing has happened yet on the Warriors front. Besides the fact that Kevin Durant has decided to sign with the Brooklyn Nets with his friends Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. I look. First thing to get out of the way is thank you, Kevin Durant, for three awesome years, two titles. Uh, the guy's a legend in the Bay Area. You know, he said before in an in interview, someone asked about, you know, the legacy of this team. And he's like, yeah, every single guy deserves their own statue in front of Chase Center. And I think he's right. I think he'll eventually get it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if his number gets retired one day in the, for the Warriors. Uh, we'll see on all of that. But, I mean, I, I, luckily I haven't seen any of it, and maybe I've just... Got a good filter on my Twitter machine to not see any bad-mouthing of Kevin Durant from Warriors fans because he doesn't deserve it. He was a free agent. Decided he wanted to go to Brooklyn. I think he made a great choice also. If there was going to be a team that he was going to go to that wasn't the Warriors, the Nets, I think, were an awesome choice. The Nets have been one of the best stories in basketball for the last three, four years. This rebuild that they've done is incredible. And I really like the fact that Guys like Kyrie and KD chose the Nets and not a team like the Knicks. Or the fact that, you know, LeBron and AD chose the Lakers just because they have yellow f-ing jerseys. That's what bugged me about LeBron choosing L.A. As the Lakers haven't done anything to deserve players of LeBron or Anthony Davis's caliber to choose to go play there. They're a mess. That, that organization is a mess. The Knicks are a mess. Teams like the Clippers and the Nets... Who have done things, you know, the quote-unquote right way, which, you know, I hate that term, the right way. But the bottom line is they have been able to build their team through the draft, through free agency, through taking on bad contracts, and have built their teams back up to be something where neither the Knicks or the Lakers have done that. So I was glad to see that they chose the Nets. The Nets are going to be a force, man, even without KD. that They're definitely going to be a playoff team, you know, injuries, notwithstanding, who knows how that works out. But they're definitely going to be a playoff team. I mean, they've got some depth. They've got some serious players. Man, I loved that Torian Prince trade they made. They still have Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Jarrett Allen. Uh, They're they're pretty deep, and they're pretty fun too. So sad to see KD go, but it's understandable, and uh, I hope – I hope, regardless of what happens, he finds whatever it is that he's looking for in his in life and his basketball career. Now, a couple of things I just have to mention, and maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't hurt as bad or whatever, and uh, you're not as upset as a fan because he's not going to play for a year. I mean, he did choose Brooklyn, but he's not. We're not going to see him in a Brooklyn Nets jersey for 365 days, at least. You know, longer than that. So, it sucks. Wish he was still a Warrior, but he's not. So, maybe the the year off will, uh, I don't know, make it easier. Who knows? Whatever. Either way, I can't wait to see him back because regardless of what team he plays for, he's one of the best players in the game and just fun to watch Kevin Durant play basketball. Now, I have to mention a couple things. One of them is... Maybe this works out perfectly. Maybe the personalities of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan are all so similar that it just meshes perfectly and it's a perfect leadership group and just, you know, they win 100 championships. Or is this a really combustible group of, you know, pretty sensitive personalities who have... I mean, Kyrie, we know absolutely rubbed rubbed people the wrong way in, in Boston and in Cleveland. Kevin Durant, not as strong as Kyrie, but we know he can be he can be moody. He can get in moods. He is sensitive. He he's admitted it. DeAndre Jordan, there have been it it's never been as outward as Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, but there have been rumblings about his I don't know attitude at times, does he really love basketball, etc. whatever. Who knows? Maybe, like I said, maybe this is just the perfect mixture of friends to motivate them all to be perfect and blah, blah, blah. But you can't have this pairing of those three and not mention this stuff. You know, because it's real, because it is real. So, again, we'll have to wait and see, probably wait a whole year to see how it really works out with, with them, but that's one thing. And then another thing that just came out, is we heard about the numbers for Kyrie and KD. I think it was four for 141 for Kyrie, four for 164 for KD. Initially, that's what we heard. And then a couple hours later, which was, you know, a couple minutes ago, uh, in reality, my time, whatever, however you want to put it, the Nets are giving DeAndre Jordan a four year, $40 million contract, which for one, is too much money in too many years for me personally, for for DeAndre Jordan. And who knows, maybe he just took the year off. Uh, Tim McMahon of ESPN, I think it's Tim who makes the joke and loves to make it, that DeAndre Jordan took the year off from playing competitive basketball. So maybe he's still got, you know, that defensive player of the year potential and is the elite, you know, pick and roll, finish above the rim guy. But from what I saw last year, I don't know. That's a lot of money and a lot of years to give DeAndre Jordan. And on top of that, the way that they were able to do so was Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are actually taking a little less than their max. So we don't have the exact numbers on the max contracts that they're getting, but they're actually taking a little bit less, about $5 million less each for them to be able to sign DeAndre Jordan to $10 million a year, which... I don't, uh, love personally, but I did also, I tweeted out when it happened, you know, they had to do one questionable thing today. Not everything could be great. You know, they can't just hit a thousand on, uh, on everything, but that's the team man to new Brooklyn Nets. And the funniest part is the Knicks struck the out. They ended up signing, uh, Julius Randle two year, well, three years, 63 million. That third year is a Team or player option? I'm not sure. So many deals have happened, man. I, I got to get my head around it. They also signed Taj Gibson to two years, 20 million. So we spent an entire year hearing about KD and Kyrie and the New York Knicks, and it did not happen. And I really wish I could point out every single media member who spent the better part of the year talking about it, uh, but there are too many, and so that was a total waste of time. But the bottom line: Kevin Durant is not a Golden State Warrior anymore. Warriors have a lot of work to do. Still no news on any of their fronts. We'll continue to keep our eyes peeled for it. Going to take a quick break, come back. I want to go over some of the big moves that were made today and one reason why there should be some optimism for the Golden State Warriors. That's coming up next year on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day what up everybody welcome back to locked on warriors i'm your host charles t Hamilton. what's happening so i recorded this around 7 30 or so things won't, you know wound down so to speak you know i was gonna go grab some dinner watch that you know uh what is it spider-man spider-verse or whatever you know i'd seen it just hit netflix just a chill night uh bob Myers said F- your dinner F*** your movie and f*** your chill night. We are doing a sign-and-trade for D'Angelo Russell. Now I've had to delete the entire second half of this podcast that I did earlier where I went over some of the free agent signings. We'll have to do that another day because there's more pressing news and that is that the Warriors have completed a sign-and-trade for D'Angelo Russell, Travion Graham, and Shabazz Napier in exchange for Kevin Durant, who is signing with the Nets. We all know that. And the reason the Nets were willing to do this is because they were getting rid of D'Angelo Russell anyways. D'Angelo Russell, once he knew the Warriors had interest, he was in. No question, ready to go. Because of the sign and trade, this is a you know random CBA thing, but because of the sign in trade, it hard caps the Warriors at a cap a hard cap of one thirty eight point nine million, I believe, which we'll get to in a minute and how that affects them negatively. But the positive here is that they just got an all-star, 23-year-old all-star, who averaged 21 points, four rebounds, and seven assists last year. He shot 37% from three, which is fine. You know, he's not he's not Clay or Steph, but 37% I will take all day, every day, especially from someone who is going to be your starting two guard, at least to start the season. And this is something that I had thought about for a while, and when you know it just came down to not knowing what was going to happen with Kevin Durant and everything. I never really wanted to mention it, just because it was just me in my own own head, you know, thinking too much probably. But the Warriors can pretty easily go with a three guard lineup once Clay comes back. And basically, what I'm saying is, I think you can move Clay to the three. Clay is a supersized two guard at 6-7 about 220 that's definitely some of what makes him so good as a two guard is the fact that he's so big and he can shoot over bigger players you put him on the uh the other team's point guard etc but I think you can easily play all three of these guys together that's something that's far down the line but I don't think it's something where clay comes back that D'Angelo Russell is going to be sitting on the bench or anything like that, or, or clay is going to be sitting on the bench. You easily play those three together because clay is so big. It's not as if you're bringing in another two guard to replace a six, four, two guard, you know, clay is clay is large and he can easily handle the three, especially defensively. No problem. There's going to have to be some adjustments as to how the warriors play. Uh, you know, the, the, Days of Clay matching up on the other team's point guard are probably done. It just depends. And those are things that we'll deal with, you know, halfway through the season when Clay potentially comes back. But this is another point where the Warriors are are rebooting, so to speak. You remember after 2016 when they lost to the Cavs? We all remember that. What they do, they go out and sign Kevin Durant. That was a reboot. You got KD as your starting three, and then you got rid of pretty much everyone on the bench besides Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. That was a total reboot. Three years later, KD's leaving. And also, shout out KD, who I praised in the first segment. I'll always praise for his time as a Golden State Warrior. It was almost perfect. He didn't have to agree to a sign-and-trade. He could have said, no, I'm just signing with the Nets, and you can deal with it. I'm signing into their cap space. So KD wanted to help the Warriors. The Nets were willing to because they didn't lose anything. D'Angelo Russell was already leaving. All they lost was Shabazz Napier and Travion Graham, who, by the way, can definitely be contributors for the Warriors. I I don't see why they won't hang on to both of them. Shabazz Napier, backup point guard, done. Travion Graham, he's a little undersized uh, as a small forward. He's about 6'5", but 225, thick, uh, big guy. He... His three ball, he took a dip in the three ball last year down to about 30%. But the year before, he was at 41%. So can he find somewhere in between where he hits about 35%? I will take that. The move for D'Angelo Russell, it wasn't... I'm going to say right now it wasn't a desperation move. But there's a second part to this. It wasn't a desperation move. It was... Kevin Durant is our last asset to get us another all-star. As much as we love Draymond Green, and most likely he resigns anyways and is here for the long haul, trading Draymond isn't going to get you a, a an all-star in return. It won't get you someone to the level of Draymond even. But this is just one of those things where it worked out, and I think this might have had some Joe Lacob influence also. To say, no, we have a chance to get a 23-year-old All-Star. That's what we're doing. By the way, he's 23. <laughs> this is incredible. I told you guys, y- y'all need to stop f***ing with Bob Myers. Robert Michael Myers. He saw, you, he saw all the outside media laughing at him over KD's injury. Now he's laughing. Laughing at him crying over KD's injury. Now who is laughing? Now, look. As great as this deal is, there are some risks. And there's some, uh, uh, just a pinch of desperation slash overpay. And one of the risks is you are signing D'Angelo Russell to a max deal. That's four years, $117 million. It's a lot of money, especially for a guy who has had one really good year. And that year was last year with the Nets, his contract year. Did just hit career highs and three-point percentage, effective field goal percentage, assists, and points. But you're taking a gamble on 23-year-old All-Star man. Like, I can't... I'm Trust me, I'm not blaming the Warriors at all. Not blaming of not blaming Myers. This is a move you have to make. You get the opportunity to do it. As we've seen, it's a star-driven league. So you have to. You have to. But on the other end... The sign-and-trade does hard cap them at $138.9 million. Which means Andre Guadala had to be traded. That's the tough part. And they end up sending him to the Memphis Grizzlies with a... And this will have to get cleared up because when it comes out in a tweet, it sounds different. You can't really tell if they're... Unless they really spell it out for you. So I'm still trying to clear it up, but exactly... But the tweet from Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, reads, Golden State is trading Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies, league source tells ESPN. Warriors are sending a 2024 protected first-round pick in the 2024 draft, protected one through four. And then it just says 2025 protected one and 2026 unprotected. Now, initially reading that, you're thinking three first-round picks is crazy. There's no way it takes that much to unload Andre Guadalla's contract. And I don't think it does. Here's, and I'm still waiting for it to get cleared up, but it sounds like it is one first-round pick in 2024. If it's not conveyed in 2024, then in 2025, it is protected for first overall. Anything outside that goes to Memphis. And then in 2026, it's unprotected. At the very least, that's what I'm hoping. Because if not, that is a ridiculous amount of draft picks to give up to move Andre Iguodala's contract. So again, we'll have to wait and see. As long as it's one first-round pick, I'm fine with it. Anything more than that is too much. And speaking of the hard cap, one of the problems with that is they're not going to be able to spend their taxpayer mid-level. Kavon Looney might be moving on. They only have so much room to fill their roster out. Now, this is from Bobby Marks of ESPN, former front office Uh, executive front office insider for ESPN salary in golden state is as follows 123 million in guaranteed contracts, a 666,000 dead money hit on Sean Livingston's contract. If they can't trade it, if they end up stretching it, it would be a $666,000 hit for the next three years, 5.7 million in free agency holds of pool, Jordan pool, Jordan bell, And Quinn Cook, which would be a roster charge of two point seven million. That total is one thirty three point seven. Hard cap is one thirty eight point nine. That gives you ten total players filling out the roster with one point six million dollar players equals one thirty seven point five. So, like I said, as great as the move is, it hurts them in that I don't think Von Looney's coming back. They cannot use that taxpayer MLE. Andre's gone, as we know, which, uh, you know, I'll do an Andre podcast later this summer just talking about his greatness and what that run with the Warriors means. It's tough when you do something like this and you have to give up a lot to get a lot, but you got a chance to get a 23 year old All Star. You have to do it. And now the focus or philosophy changes. How do you? Fill up the rest of this roster. Are there other moves that can be made to clear some space? Obviously, moving Sean Livingston's contract will help. I I don't know. I mean, Quinn Cook and Jordan Bell have $1.8 and $1.9 million qualifying offers. So, technically, if they moved on and your veteran minimums only hit the cap at $1.6, that clears it. Like, I don't know. We're getting into minutia of the CBA. All I know today... Is that it is basically Steph, Clay, Draymond, D'Angelo Russell, and a brand new team, brand new team. And I've told you before how much I love seeing rosters being built, and that's something that we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna see the Warriors have to do it, and uh, I can't wait to see it. I will also throw this last one out there that I love too, just because. Uh, you know, F the Lakers, it takes someone off the Lakers wish list. They, they, there's nothing they can do about it. They cannot go out and sign D'Angelo Russell. You know why? Because he's a Golden State Warrior. Going to take a break, come back. I want to talk about some of the options that are still out there for the Warriors and how they move forward after another crazy, <laughs> crazy Bob Myers opening day of free agency. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Warriors just completed a sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell. What the hell? I, I I don't I I don't know. I don't know. Life's crazy, guys. <laughs> what can I say? Um One thing I didn't verbalize is, you know, the hope, because I talked about him being 23, he's coming off of one good year, yada yada yada. Whatever. You take the gamble, anyways. The hope is it somehow this works out to where he is eventually the next guy in golden state, obviously not within the next four or five years, you know, you still have clay and Steph, but he'll be the guy that they pass the baton to eventually. Or let's say they don't think it'll work with all three of them. They can trade them this summer. You know, like there's a ton of options. The bottom line is the warriors lost probably their biggest asset while picking up another major asset, and it's great. Great work by Bob Myers. I talked about the negatives. I talked about the hard cap. The thing with the hard cap is I got to make sure I say this. It's only for this year. Moving forward, it doesn't change anything uh, after this year. But this year, they have to stay under that $138.9 million, which also will save Lakob and them some uh, some luxury tax money, which I know isn't the top priority or anything like that. But what the hell? It, it can't hurt. And any luxury tax money that's saved this year, I'm sure it will be willing to put it into the team next year. So it is only a one-year thing with the hard cap. As far as players that are still available, there are a lot. But the problem is you pretty much wipe out everyone on that, that taxpayer mid-level because they're not going to be able to spend it. So you're looking at minimums. And the minimum market is not as robust as you would like. But there's still some players out there that they can potentially get their hands on. And I don't want to talk too much about them just because it's hard to it's hard to know who would be willing to take a minimum and not. Because is a person who can get a 1.6 minimum with the Warriors in a bigger role going to turn that down for you know 2.2 with someone else? You just you don't know and I don't know. But once we get more news I'll definitely bring it to you But the big news is The Warriors still potentially have a big four It's just different now Steph, Clay, Draymond And D'Angelo Russell That is your Starting four in Golden State Man I'll tell you one last thing also I thought the draft was a little underwhelming this year First day of free agency man It's almost too much I'm getting out of here. I'll talk to you guys later. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspik, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider.